Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, I want to welcome you again to Doing It Right, the stories that make us. Got my coffee. Hope you've got yours. You know, I was thinking before we came in today, just what a negative world we are in. Oh my gosh. It's interesting that um, in the last month and a half, because I'm a Fox News contributor also, I've been asked to be on these shows talking about, well, okay, I'm supposed to take it from an etiquette standpoint, right? What's the etiquette of this, that, should you do this, should you do that? And the reality is the shoulds, the oughtas, the maybes. Mm, Can't we just all get along? That's where I'm coming from today, and I'm so glad to have with me someone who is very positive, a young guy that has just taken the world by the horns, and Kyle Waldrop, I want to thank you, and then I'll tell them all about you. So say hi. (laughs) Valerie, thank you so much. It's been a real joy to get to know you and go through this, and uh, excited to be here today and excited to get to talk. Well, we're going to chat about a lot of things. Before I do, I do want to thank my sponsor, Gems of Jaipur, a business with a mission, a business with a purpose. And the long long story short is that Tina Jacobson, the founder, was a businesswoman who went to uh, India, to Jaipur, which is the gemstone capital of the world, and saw the poverty there and saw a leopard colony and her heart was changed and now she is on a mission and that's what it is she brings beautiful and i am wearing them this is all real by the way gems of Jaipur. uh she's my sponsor lots of beautiful jewelry the money goes every penny to helping those lepers in the colony and i don't have to say anything more so with that Kyle Waldrop. All right. Here's who he is. CEO and founder of Dotted, a technology app for commercial real estate workflow. And according to the website, I quote, a platform of commercial for commercial real estate teams to work together with data-driven decisions to accelerate time to revenue. All right, Kyle. That's pretty good. Did I do that? You did. You did well. I memorized I think it. we're done. Oh, yeah, no. no I, I think we're good. Oh, I don't think <laughs> so. I have so many questions because, first of all, all right, so Dotted, sure. what, what is the platform? Tell us what it is. So Dotted is a workflow transaction management tool specifically for office, industrial, and retail leasing. So think leasing space, not buying space. Okay. Um, and Dotted is really the central location where... As the website says, uh, commercial estate owners, so we're on the asset side, okay. uh, commercial estate owners and their teams go to manage, view, and then make decisions about the transactions that are going on inside their portfolio. Okay, that sounds like a mouthful. And here's the good news. Uh-huh. I think I know a lot about technology, but I don't know a whole lot about technology. Join the club. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and that's what I wanted to ask you. How in the world did you start something like this? Go back to where did that germ of an idea come from? Sure. So I was, gosh, this was spring of 2016. I was actually working at the Bush Institute. So think SMU, think uh, my senior year of college. I was looking for a job. I was actually going to go be a leasing agent in commercial real estate. And yeah, just trying to put some pieces of life together. I'm 22 at the time and uh, naive uh, in, a lot, in a lot of ways. And the Bush Institute was really fascinating because I was on their external affairs team. So think President Bush's Instagram post or his uh, press releases or stuff like that. And we also helped out with a lot of events. And so I got actually exposed to uh, new technology data, which sounds a little weird for the external affairs team, but mm -hmm. and the things that they were doing were really resonating with me. And so I decided to look at, great, if I'm being exposed to technology and data in this facet of life, what would it look like in commercial real estate, this industry that I'm about to go pursue? Hmm. And that was really the genesis point leading up to May, June of 2016, was graduating, kind of looking for job offers. They were starting to, to roll in. And I decided that there had to be a better way to get tenants in spaces. Now, you may ask, why does that matter and who cares? Here's really the main point. Um, commercial real estate owners, so the people that own the assets, they don't make money unless there are tenants in their spaces. Building owners. That's it. Okay, like so, where we are. Where we are. So we're, we're in a building, and if no one is leasing the space, then that suite or that space is sitting, sitting unoccupied. Sure. And so there's no money coming. So um, that was the first facet. So you have to get tenants in spaces and getting them as fast as getting them in as fast as possible obviously generates revenue as quickly you know, as mm -hmm. can be. So mm -hmm. that's where I wanted to start. But then what it kind of morphed into was, huh, why is there not a place for everybody on the team? Why is it just, why is there just technology for just the leasing agent or just the asset manager? And mm -hmm. um, why can't the property manager, the construction manager and the project coordinator and all these other people who are involved in the transaction cycle, why can't they be involved in the deal process? And so yeah, so I, again, naivete uh, not, you know, <laughs> naivete notwithstanding, um, I turned down the job offer and I decided that there had to be a way to go build a workflow tool that could get tenants in spaces faster okay. and could allow commercial real estate teams, so think all those different personas that I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, to do more mm -hmm. with less. And okay. typically that's what technology does. It allows us to do yeah. more with either less overhead or less, um, you know, friction or whatever word you want to throw in there. Um, and so that's where it started. So now how much do you know about technology? Uh, well, <laughs> our CTO would claim that I can't even use my laptop. But so. I mean, you, so Carl, you didn't, you weren't the one that no, figured all that no, out. No, 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 no. So my parlay into technology was actually designing our first set of screens on yellow legal paper. And, so, and, and how did you even know what to put I, on I that? I didn't. I just started writing. See, this is why I want to talk to you, because <laughs> there are so many people who have these paths, and mm -hmm. they sort of fall in. And when I heard about you, <laughs> yep. it was kind of like me. I, I named Valorant Company because I didn't know what it would be when it grew up. Right. Yep. And we just kind of do, but have a germ of an idea. Okay, right. take it from there, technology. So ultimately, summer of 2016, I was trying to figure out did this have legs? Did it not have legs? Obviously, I turned down sure. a job. And so living at home, cashed out the savings. You know, I'd done kind of the Silicon Valley moment in Dallas, which is a very weird place to do a Silicon Valley moment. 
And it's not exactly a you know a hub of startup activity. It's a great business city, but it's very corporate. And so trying to go through the motions of, do you build a product? How do you build a product? What is a product? What are other products in market? Dotted gets compared to being the Asana, the Trello, the Monday.com of commercial real estate. Uh, and okay. so those are all generic project management workflow tools. Mm -hmm. My idea was, great, let's take the aspects of those platforms that we like, let's mm -hmm. then turn it into commercial real estate leasing, because all commercial real estate leasing is, is a multi-party business transaction. That's right, a lot of people of involved. Right. So what right. about the brokers? So the, brokers, uh, so the brokers really, we err on the side of the leasing agent. We don't err on the side of the tenant rep. And the leasing agent represents a physical asset, just like I was going to go do. And, you know, they get paid on commission as tenants get brought into buildings. So they're incentivized to get as many tenants in the spaces as quickly okay. as possible. All right. So if I look at the personas, that's really where the, the leasing agent brokers fit in. Then you have the asset managers who are the financial stewards of the asset. Sure. Then you have portfolio managers, which in... Certain organizations manage large swaths of space. Mm -hmm. And then you have the owners, the people that took the risk. Uh, they own the assets. They're typically either the debt or equity behind a building. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have their investors who they report to. So we cool. really go up and down kind of that slide in the sense of mm -hmm. we need to serve everybody. We okay. can't just serve the broker. We also can't just serve the investor that's invested in these assets with the owner. Wow, it sounds so, so complicated. But now here you are, <laughs> yes. and you're growing, we and are. things are, are looking really good. Mm -hmm. um, so what was it like when you started? Difficult. I mean, how, so you had this idea. Let's go had back to that. Uh, yeah, so I had the idea. My mom would joke with me that I would take all my meetings from bed. <laughs> uh, because that's what I did the first two years of Doubted. I would lay in bed and think about all of these things. And I would be on page 56 of some Google search trying to figure out the nuances because I really had to teach myself an industry. If I wasn't going to learn it on the ground having a job. Then sure. I had to educate myself. So then I went to meetings. I didn't sound foolish um, or at least didn't sound any more foolish than I already was. And Which they probably loved. Honestly. They did. There was a lot of transparency mm -hmm. built into my early can't fake founding it. Of no, you can't fake it. Because I didn't know right from left and up from down. I was trying to figure out, I think these terms mean something. I think these other terms mean something. How do we put them together? And how do we make something that's cohesive enough that I can present to someone who knows the space for 10, 15, 30 years where I don't sound completely foolish? So. How many meetings? You told me two years it two years. took, right? Yep. Uh, it, by the way, isn't there a lesson learned on that one? Didn't you tell me a lesson learned? I wrote it down. You remember what you said? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> it says startups take longer than you think. think. Yes. And <laughs> raising money th takes longer than you think. Yeah. Um, again, naivete was king because when you've never done something and you're ideating on a vision, you're just trying to make sure the next five minutes go how you want them to go. Um, there's no thinking about this in, in weeks or months or quarters or years. It's really just, a, okay, for the next five minutes, the next 15 minutes, the next 30 minutes, what am I doing that progresses the idea forward? Mm. And so the two-year process, let's call it summer of 2016 to summer of 2018, when we first got funding, was really about how do I learn? How do I never stop learning? Mm -hmm. How do I make this a fully immersive experience for myself? And who do I learn from? 
And so to your meetings question, I think I had 265 plus meetings in two years with all sorts of people. Some people who knew nothing about commercial real estate and some people who had been executives in commercial real estate for you know, a host of years. Did you find someone during those two years, Kyle, that was really became a, a supporter? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this oh, yeah. young man has something and, and I'm going to give him my wisdom and maybe money. Uh, did, you find, did you find? I did. I did. Uh, there's a guy named Chuck Anderson here in Dallas who was a former, let's see if I can get this right, former Trammell Crow executive and then started a company called Bandera Ventures. And, and I'll never forget Chuck because actually the first time I was in Chuck's office, Chuck was the fourth person I ever met in commercial real estate. I think this was March of 2016. And, and we didn't actually talk about commercial real estate. We talked about Jesus. Um, which is how Chuck does life. And so that was... And you, did you know that? Uh, I did not. I didn't know what how I was did walking that into. How did that conversation even start? That's just what start? he does. Um, oh. He mentors and supports a lot of young men and women in commercial real estate. And so he's been a gift to a lot of people. Mm. And our first time and our first conversation really resonated with me. And so I kept going back to the well of, hey, can I get five minutes? Can I get 30 minutes? Can I get an hour, et cetera? And Chuck was really the first person that said, you're 22 years old. You have nothing to lose. If you fail, no one cares. Just go do it. Um, and if you su succeed, then you have the opportunity to, you know, potentially change an industry. You know, that's a good lesson right there mm -hmm. in terms of as an entrepreneur, um, having the boldness, having the courage right. to pick up the phone. And that would be another question to you. Were these cold calls or did you always have someone say, oh, my friend is so-and-so call them? Uh, both and. Uh -huh. uh, I sent a lot of LinkedIn messages. Did I you? put one pagers under people's doors at their office. Okay. I want to stop there because <laughs> that's the point I wanted to get to. Right. And I didn't know you'd have an answer. Yeah, on, on I how did. It, so, it, I mean, it's rough. It's raw. It's <laughs> right. Well, it just, it allows you to have a humility that hopefully far exceeds your impact because you know where it started. Mm. That's the, like, to me, that was a, a huge thing. And that was something I talked about with my mother who helped start her, you know, she started her own medical practice and, and she started from nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, why not start from nothing? Mm -hmm. And why have to, if you start with all the cards in the deck, yeah. um, I think you miss out on some of the lessons. Then that can you're be not hard. an entrepreneur, Right, then Kyle. it just isn't, you're it's handed. not as real. No, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it, it had to be real. It had to be very authentic. It had to be very um, ground up because yeah. not everyone said yes to meetings. I mean, those were 265 people that said yes. Uh, there was a whole larger number of, of people that said no. So another uh, leadership lesson yes. learned. You said persevere beyond the negativity. Correct. Always. Were people negative? Did Fair. you get naysayers? Yeah, I had all sorts of people told me I was crazy. I had one guy who's a commercial estate exec who was like, you'll never be able to do this. You'll never be able to raise the money. You'll never be able to build oh. a team. You'll never be able to have a product. What did you say to that person? I told person? him that he would one day use my product. <gasps> did you say that? I did. <laughs> he and, looked at me and circle around and? Uh, the organization he works for uses our product. <laughs> so. Kudos. <laughs> You know, that's another really important thing, I think, audience, is that when you've got an idea that you just really own, it just 
starts a fire in your belly and you can't put the fire out, right? Correct. That's when you know that it's a right mission. It's a Correct. right drive. It's a right direction. Correct. Uh, it's when you're wishy-washy that things don't fall in place so much. But that doesn't always happen. It happened no. to you young. It happened Very to young. me more seasoned. <laughs> but whenever it happens, I was talking to someone just this morning, Kyle, before mm -hmm. I came over, and I said, uh, is there a question you want me to ask you? And he said, he thought, and he said, <laughs> he said well, that's a good question. Uh -huh. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it was. And he said, you know, ask me if I had it to do over, would I have started earlier? Point was, whatever your, as you are listening or watching, Whatever the timing is for you with your idea, with your inspiration, it's your time. Wasn't supposed to be before that, not supposed to be after that. So just calm down, keep going. You also said be laser focused. Yes. In the bed every day. In the bed, <laughs> Making literally. the phone calls. Oh, I. So laser focused. I mean, yeah. How do you do that? It's really just a process of always learning. I mean, if you're not trying to figure out and solve the problems that you're faced with, mm -hmm. then you're distracted. And for two years, like I didn't travel. My friends who were post-college like would go around and do and see a lot of fun things. I got quite jealous of, of, <laughs> of their social media and of you know a lot of other things that they were doing. But I also knew that I had to be focused on, hey, this is the opportunity before me. I have no idea if anything's going to come of it. And and I'm going to try and figure it out to the best of my abilities. Did you ever have down times, doubt times? Oh, there was tons of doubt times. There was plenty of times where I was like, the hell with this. This, mm -hmm. is, this is too difficult. Mm -hmm. This is very challenging. Mm -hmm. and, but you just have to keep, you just have to keep moving. Because and, you can't let it go. Correct. That's the thing. And I knew, I just knew that there was a better way to do it. And I also knew that n thinking that there was a better way of doing something and believing that mm -hmm. did not mean that it was going to be right. Ah. So that there's an interesting line to cross there because there has to be enough humility in what you're doing to understand that you may be wrong. Like we may have taken a bad product to market, mm -hmm. didn't have mar product market fit. It was a bad timing. There was COVID there. Like there's so many other factors outside of what you're doing that you can't control. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, it was just this hands open. We'll see if it works, it works. And that's what I told all of our initial investors was I have no idea if this will work. Mm -hmm. You're investing in something that there's no certainty on us even making a product that would even go to market. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, um, but also maybe not. Well, and here you are here and are. it is and you're mm -hmm. growing and I think that's incredible. So uh, you can see at the bottom of the screen, audience, how you can find Kyle's uh, organization and find out more about it. Um, Kyle, you also said that put in the hard yards. <laughs> well, we've kind of talked about that, but, but just tagging on to that, um, when you mentioned to me that people are generally opposed to change mm -hmm. you still believe that yes every day oh you said that very quickly <laughs> very okay. quickly all right commercial real estate's been a slow adopter of technology 
Mm-hmm. And the system has worked well for a lot of people for a lot of decades. And so from that vantage point, why change? Why change what's working today can be working tomorrow and will work in the future into something that I think will work today, maybe will work tomorrow, and maybe will work in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That type of change management for people psychologically, um, but also physically in the terms of changing action, adopting, te- adopting technology, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this industry has been slow to do that. COVID has actually provided a totally different landscape for us. We have much larger market opportunity today than we did February of 20. Interesting. Even though I never would have thought that mm-hmm. February of 20. Yep. The world is totally different. People are more spread out. They're more mm-hmm. virtual. They're you know, less conferences, trade shows, et cetera. And so technology has had to become a centerpiece of how people operate their business. Commercial estate has not been immune to that. And thus our opportunity is much larger because more people are readily open to evaluating technology. doesn't mean they'll adopt, but at least evaluate. Uh, and look than, at it than 18 months ago well and we have to right i um it's been interesting to me in the business world in in leadership development whether i've been doing workshops mm-hmm. or or executive coaching of the leaders who are trying to lead people through all of this right the good news is COVID has opened up some very positive things and for all industries, just even for mine, mm-hmm. I have had to learn, oh my gosh, technology like I never had to learn it before because the workshops are now virtual. Right. So yes, there's Zoom and yes, there's Teams and all of these things. And then you have to annotate. Then there's the whiteboard. And then there's, let me talk to you in the gallery. And now we're going to switch to slides. And it's, ah. Right. But you know what? It feels good. Mm-hmm. It actually feels good. So any closing comments you'd like to say to the audience? <sighs> closing comments. Um, no, I, I'd say keep going, keep moving. If you want to pursue something, believe in it, trust it. Um, trust what you're working on. Trust how and why you're working on it. Mm-hmm. And then have the humility to also know that, hey, you may not be right. Because that really allows you to ideate. If you can mm-hmm. accept being wrong at the beginning, it's going to make your product better in the end. I love that. You know, Kyle, I don't believe I've ever asked this question, but I'm looking at your smile uh-huh. and eyes. If if people out in my audience are really kind of needing somebody to just have a quick punch in the arm of enthusiasm and <laughs> yep. inspiration, would you be willing to? Sure. I knew you'd say I'm happy yes. to. I just okay. And so your email is? Kyle, K-Y-L-E-W, at dotted.com. Okay. Do you hear that? That's pretty nice, as busy as you are. Kyle, thank you. I am going to shake hands. Thank Thank you you. so much for being with us. Thank you. That was fun. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. What a great interview. What a great interview. Well, audience, you know, I always uh, leave with a Valerieism. And so the one that I came up with today is do the difficult thing rather than taking the easy way out. Well, we've talked all of this podcast about that. And the only thing I would add to it is something that my husband has always said. He's my biggest supporter. And he's always said, you know what, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. And through the years, Kyle, I've had people come up to me and say, I want to do what you do. Oh, it looks 
my words. It looks so glamorous, get in front of a stage. It looks so glamorous traveling we were, mm -hmm. you know. And I would always say, well, okay, I hope you do, because it's a wonderful way of making a living. Let me just ask you a real question. Will you be able to put your due in for at least five years and not feel like you are strapped for eating? And they would look at me like, it takes that long? I said, well, actually, no. And then they'd light up, and I'd say, it took me 10. <laughs> and then they'd go, really? <laughs> exactly. yep. So that's what I'm leaving with. And you know that my greatest joy is in coaching young leaders, leaders at any level, but especially emerging leaders that are needing some wisdom and maybe some things that I might be able to share from the scars I have <laughs> from doing it. So you can contact me, Valerie, at ValerieAndCompany.com. Don't forget two things. There's a red button there, and it's really keeping me on the air if you would subscribe to the show. I really would appreciate that. And secondly, yes, two books that are available on Amazon, Leadership for Women and Monday Morning Leadership for Women and Do It Right. Thus, the name of the show. And with that, adieu, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.